Alright, we're, we're rolling on another episode of Kaiju Transmissions, and this is uh, an in-person, in-studio, meaning Matt's basement episode. I am here from four hours away in Detroit, Michigan, all the way out here to come see my podcasting buddies, which would be Matt, my usual co-host, to my right. Hey, everybody. Also to my right, who uh, I have done podcasts with for years, finally in person, is Eric. Hi, everybody. Yeah. And uh, this is exciting. We uh, may or may not have recorded an episode before this, but I don't know which one's coming out first, so I have to make it look like <laughs> this one is also like the first one. People are totally seeing behind the curtain right now. <laughs> Um, well, I, the last week, because we did just record an episode, the, you know what we are here to talk about? I, every time, again, as a fan, <laughs> every time you do this, I'm like, I'm looking at the freaking episode title, man, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here to talk about Daimajin, who is a gigantic stone warrior, uh, who is, uh... According to ADV video's tagline, the god of vengeance, which I don't I don't know if that's what he actually is. Close enough. He's really just an angry god that dispenses justice. Uh much like uh like uh he's like a, a feudal Japan version of like Medea, I was gonna say. <laughs> So mix Medea with Ghost Rider, and it's yeah, exactly yeah. What you <laughs> probably the worst uh, description no, you could ever hope one. for. That's the best description <laughs> ever. Um, so uh, next to Gamera, this is probably the most iconic character to come out of like Daiei's monster. I still monster thought you were stable. talking about Medea. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Yeah, Medea's an iconic Daiei <laughs> creation. Um, but uh anyway, it's um uh I guess next to Gamera, Daimajin is pretty well known, probably more in Japan than here, but uh these are these were 66, I believe. Yep. There was 3 of them in one year, a trilogy which now we're getting into st- it's not like the Godzilla films where you've had multiple interviews and stuff with the actors the directors like I, f- I I really wish there was more stuff in English about you know the Daimajins or the Gilalas or even even the Gamera movies like I don't I couldn't tell you who was in the Gamera suits in the 60s or who like I couldn't tell you any of that preach it man like <laughs> like I where wish, is this information um i don't think there's unfortunately enough of a market if you, someone like august Ragoni made a book about like gamma or something um unfortunately but man i would love to see yeah like, i mean you think there would at least be like some online resources or or something like why did they make three of these in one year i have no idea I know they came out, uh, at least the first one was a double feature with Gamera versus Baragon, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you too much about the making of these movies. Um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so this was a trilogy of uh, films that came out of Daie, uh in the 60s, and um, uh, they're different from most kaiju films in several ways. First of all, 
they all take place in feudal Japan, and it's a giant stone god, a giant stone warrior as opposed to a dinosaur or an alien or, or something like that. Um, and uh, the, the, from what I understand, the concept of Daimajin came out of an early version for a Gamera sequel where he was to fight like a... It was the original idea for Gamera versus Baragon. Yeah, he was, he was supposed to fight like these big, like a ice giants. Ice giant, yeah. Um, and so that's probably where like the freezing ray element of Baragon comes from, but somehow that end up, ended up morphing into a giant stone like samurai. Um... Now, uh, the the three movies are all kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys want to go over how you first saw them? Well, I first saw them... Um, it's one of those things, like... I mean, like, go to the... Like, when I was getting into this stuff in the early 90s, like, I would see photos or read about them in, like... Like the Stuart Galbraith book, <clears throat> Japanese science fiction, fantasy, and horror film... And then I think it was in the, like, 99, 98, 99, around the time the American Godzilla came out, ADV put them out on VHS, and that's when I saw them first. Um, as a kid, I thought they were a little dry, but I did still enjoy them. Um, uh, and I know, like, some people, like me, the generation before us, I know these used to run on uh, TV every now and then. Um, but how, how did you guys first run into them i uh i think i said on a previous podcast i bought my first dvd player to watch the adv um gamma movies i think it was on there they had a preview for the daimajin set and just even that preview alone blew my mind because it had like some really cool ominous music and i was like just seeing like these scenes i i've never at that point i'd never seen like a feel japan like kaiju movie and so just I don't know, my mind was blown from a trailer, so I just had to go out and, and get them, and I think I got the set, like, not long after, got snowed in in a weekend up in Alaska, and just watched them, like, back-to-back, and I was, yeah, I loved them, so I think I was probably, like, 17 years old when I saw them. Yeah, I picked up the ADV set as well, and I, I watched them, um, when the, when the movies were first released on, on DVD, and then not after that, uh, I didn't watch them until... This weekend, actually, <laughs> the podcast. Okay. Um, and uh, as far as who made them, I know. Um, I know the the screenwriter. It's the same writer for all three. And I think uh, I think he wrote a lot of like. I think everyone that worked on these kind of made a lot of samurai movies, like the Lone Wolf and Cub, and the Zatoichi films. Um, Which, by the way, I know you got the set. Did you start watching the Zatoichi movies yet, Matt? Not yet, but I will be soon. I haven't seen any of them I either. I have so too. much. I have so much stuff like piled up that I have to watch. Still, I can't just throw a thirty-film franchise on top of it. The Zatoichi but, movies are like one of my favorite film series of yeah, all times. I, I mean, I, I they sound awesome, but um, so I mean, if if you are into samurai films, if you like the Lone Wolf and Cubs and the Zatoichis, these Movies had a lot of the same directors, screenwriters, and, and crew. Um, I, they share more creative and crew members and creative people with the Zatoichi films than the Gamera films. Um, 
Anyway, uh, so the first movie, the, the plot's kind of the same in all three with little caveats, but um, I wouldn't be able to tell you what time period it's in. I don't know enough Japanese history to be able to tell you that. But um, it's more or less, and this is kind of how all of them are, there's like a, a corrupt uh, um, lord who's trying to take over a small village uh, through murder and torture and... Um, this movie particularly centers on, like, a family that kind of escapes. It's like a, it's like a, it's like, what, a brother and a sister, and then, like, the subordinate of, like, the, their village's lord that gets murdered at the beginning, and they kind of escape to where the statue is, and they pray to it, and then, um, basically the way these movies go is a whole lot of wrongdoings, from our, our, our villains are uh, paid back once the stone god Magine wakes up and just really just owns everybody. <laughs> um, this movie is fantastic. Uh, before we talk about why, or I mean, like, is there anything that you guys want to add about the characters or the plot? And I mean,. It's got a terrific score. Oh, yeah. It, oh. We should mention that Akira Fukube scored all three of these. And to keen ears, you'll recognize some of the cues. Oh, yeah. Um, like, just re-watching it, I was, there were a few like that I remembered being in King Kong Escapes, uh, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, um, War of the Gargantuas, and Frankenstein Conquers the World. Um, you'll recognize a lot of similar beats from those. But Yeah, um... I don't have much to... It's weird. I'm a huge fan of these films, but... I... I just don't have much to say about it right now. <laughs> it's just... I mean, his, his synopsis is great. The characters well, are great. Yeah, they're... Every, like, the good character... It, it's, it's... I mean, almost the most cheap form of good versus evil storytelling, where your protagonists are very likable, and then... They're rotten. Ba the, the villains, villains are rotten are bastards. Just really. the worst. Yeah. Um, Especially, I think the first film has the worst villain. Yeah, yeah. And, and the first, that's when like they show the like they they take one of the guys and they like tie him up and they're like burning him with hot irons and and they, they kill the priestess like stabber slasher like thirty times. So we watched Silence today, and I actually feel like some of the tortures that go on. And Daimajin were actually oh, more dude, brutal. Silence, silence was <laughs> silence was a Daimajin movie without oh, yeah. <laughs> without Daimajin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, basically the the it's all about the build up to Daimajin, and then he goes on a rampage through the village and kills all the the bad guys, and and it's a really good payoff. The first film I think has the best payoff too. Yeah, the first movie has like. I don't know, there's so much atmosphere, and, like, uh, I mean, if you Google Daimajin, you'll see the image where he has, like, a big, uh, like, a giant chisel through his head. The reason for that is, like, the, this evil warlord tells them to tear the statue down, because people are praying to it, and, yeah, that, that seems so good when, like, because uh, they're, they're hammering the chisel through his head, and it starts bleeding and, like, dripping down on them, and it's like, dude, that is... That's yeah. so awesome. In the sets, I don't like Hammer films, but they remind me, especially in the first film, like a Hammer sort of atmosphere a little bit. Yeah, my, I'm not a Hammer fan, so but yeah, you're you're like, an awful person. We know. Uh, yeah. yeah, 
Um, but it, awesome. <laughs> it seems very hammer like. Um, the guy playing Daimajin is the guy who played the lead Virus monster alien thing. Okay, so, I did not know that. Um, I or maybe not that not the actual monster, but the lead alien. They could see his eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got terrific like performance just from his his the way he carries himself and what he does with his eyes like he's a scary scary mofo was he the also i think he also played um godzilla in one of the 70s movies um, i believe hmm. i don't know about that um, i'll fact check it real quick but yeah um uh, one thing to say about the sets, well, I guess just talking about like the effects are um, the thing about this is there's uh, uh, a, a much smaller like <coughs> monster. So the sets have to be bigger, the miniatures have to be bigger, and because of that, they have to be more detailed. So that's why like they they have to kind of up their game. That's that's kind of why like as the guy throughout the Godzilla movies as Godzilla gets bigger the miniatures get less detailed. Um, that's why if you look at like War of the Gargantuas and like King Kong Escapes like the miniatures are a little more intricate. Um, but yeah, this the 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 sets are all like you have to imagine like each building he takes down is like as tall as he is. How tall is he? Like fifteen meters? Like forty five feet? Or yeah, he can't be that. Like, he's definitely smaller than, like, the Showa Godzilla. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think about the full-scale prop? Do you think it works okay or no? Or um, Like, mo- mostly. Mostly works okay. Yeah, because yeah, he, he doesn't, like... They don't, they don't use it enough to, like, betray that yeah. it was there. I think it looks good except for the eyes. But, again, they don't overuse it, so it, you don't... Yeah, care. they don't, like... They don't like. It's not like the, uh, what is it? Like the giant cybot. Yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say the um the 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 giant uh like King Kong from seventy six that just like that it just ah. like does this like it just kind of moves Does its arms up and down. Look, I was reading the behind the scenes about that. Oh, the, 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 the behind the scenes of that movie is out of control. It's out of control, and like they built that based upon an earlier like version of how Kong was going to look and then they got to the point where like well we're not going to remake it now <laughs> so and and so much of the publicity campaign was over the giant Kong so much so that they didn't give Rick Baker like any like Rick Baker did not win the Academy Award when that one for the effects <laughs> the people that won the Academy Award were the people that built that stupid robot yeah <laughs> like it, it's shameful yeah <laughs> really but, um, yeah, I think the hand it looks good for most scenes throughout the three films, but there's a few scenes where you could tell they're, like, foam fingers. Yeah, they're kind of... Yeah. Um, like, when he, like, picks someone up, and yeah. or, like, when you see, like, the hand come out and, like... But it looks good in some, like, when he's, like, smashing people on the wall sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, this one, I think, has the most satisfying rampage of the yeah. three By movies. Far. yeah. And the the way that he, I mean, dispatches the villain is just oh, I love is just yeah. like <laughs> great. It's legitimately creepy. Like when his eyes wide like widen before he like stabs it into him. Like he takes the spike out of his forehead, then like his eyes like just like get pissed off, and then he just I don't know, man. He's 
uh, I, I can't say enough. Like just the way he like moves in that suit, it's it's great stuff. Yeah. Um, really, honestly, this movie. I don't know. To me, this this one is like a classic. Like it's it's like an indisputable yeah, classic of of the genre. And it's it's and it's it's it is a very different type of giant monster movie that really outside of these films doesn't exist anywhere. So I mean, if you are trying to watch all this stuff and you feel like you're just watching the same stuff over and over again, like check out something like this because. You know, there, there's more to offer in this genre that, which sadly, you know, we we don't get enough stuff like this. I think quality-wise, it's like breadth or it's like Mothra or Dan, like as far as yeah, I, I I I'm right there with you, honestly. Like <clears throat> the this first movie, it I, I I there's nothing that I feel like it does wrong. I mean, I, I if you're like a younger kid and you're just there to see the monsters and you're not so invested in story then you might think it's a little dry or a little boring or you wanted more rampaging monster stuff, sure. But, I mean, other than that, like, if you're, like, actually do just want to watch a good... St- like, you could take Daimajin out of this and you'd still have a good, like, like Japanese Jidaigeki, which is, like, the samurai genre uh, film. Like, Yeah, I think it's a pretty much flawless film the only thing i some of the effects sometimes maybe are, could use a little more polish and then uh the sound effects kind of bother me on his final rampage like the they f- the steps yeah it's always the same that and then in the first film i feel like they're it, inconsistent it's inconsistent so sometimes you walk stealthily like godzilla 14 where it's like freaking ninja shoes on <laughs> and other time you know then like you'll be seeing him walk down the street and then like Boom, and it'll take a few more steps. Yeah. Another boom, and like, uh, the last two films, they kind of do a better job of making it consistent, but this one, it's always bugged me a little bit, but it's it's not a um, deal breaker or anything. Yeah. I think the best thing this movie does is it, the villains are so evil that you cannot wait for them to get killed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's, That's the way, like, you're wanting them, you want to see justice. You want, like, you're... I don't know. There's that part of you that just cannot wait to see that happen. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That's the way you're supposed to feel for the movie. Yeah, and the movie definitely satisfies that <laughs> bloodlust. It's <laughs> it, it's no, it's great. I give this five uh, bleeding statue heads out of five. <clears throat> yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So like. <laughs> Two weeks later or something. I, I, it was like a few months later. They did a another one, which is the return of Daimajin, which, again, I do not know enough about Japanese history to even notice, but did you guys know it actually takes place, this second one takes place in a completely different time period? I don't know if I ever knew that for sure, but I felt... I felt like the mythos of this, like, every generation or so, like, the statue changes where it's at yeah so because uh, yeah i don't I, like i don't know the time pe- like i just I, I know supposedly this is a completely different time period so i don't know decades maybe centuries i don't know it, it's a different time period is my point but okay. um anyway this one is pretty much the same like they're, they're all the same <laughs> uh but but i guess the caveat here is there's uh 
two um two villages divided by like a lake and this time our evil warlord guy is part of like a third village that wants to like take over both of them the, the second this one has like is this the boiling sulfur pits no that's the third one this one has the refugees um that's right and and yeah, kojiro hongo from the gamera movies is like he's like the good lord yeah and like he's like taking in refugees and then it's like basically like a gamera versus baragon like cash <laughs> yeah and uh and he's like the good lord who's taking in refugees and like feeding people and then like um the lord from the neighboring village uh like their village goes down and he comes over there or is it the other way around, where his village goes down and he goes over there? So as you probably can guess, if you haven't seen these films, they become kind of... They're so similar. Like, yeah. I think the main plot synopsis is, you know, the one lord's going to take over the other lords and Majin's going to show up and start killing people. Or see, start whooping on fools. Yeah. Well, he messed up the pronunciation. Majin. 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 I don't, I don't even care. I think you're right. <laughs> this is the wrong bird. It's... It's it's whatever whatever I say. Um, anyway, the giant statue. Uh, I mean, again, it's pretty much the same plot. Only he's trying to take over like two villages. Um, and then of course, uh, Magin arrives. A really cool entrance. I I still like the drip the blood dripping from the first one. But this is the one where when he comes out, he like splits the lake. Oh, dude, that's a really. <laughs> Yeah, really full Moses, man. Like that is pretty cool. I do, yeah. And it's it's such a great visual. The the Die films always. Uh, this is probably really stretching here, but I feel like there's always a little more Christian iconography. Icon, Icon iconography. Yes. Um, between that and then Jesus Turtle and Gamera two. <laughs> Jesus Turtle Gamera two. <laughs> Just stuff like that. Like, but yeah, he's full on Moses in, in that scene. It looks great. It yeah, it does look good. Yeah, I had that as like my desktop for a while like awesome. yeah visually it's awesome and then um it's weird this one was always my favorite one and then re-watching the three last week this one was my least favorite one which is very weird and i had the same thing I mean, happen to me it used to be my favorite as well and then why did we do that <laughs> i don't know man i don't i don't I think the characters are the weakest in this movie. Like they're not as yeah. they're not as likable as much. I remember I I think I wanna say like I remember like the final like The Rampage isn't quite as strong either. Yeah, but I remember really thinking it was great and then this time I was like no, Yeah, he knocks over like one building. Yeah. <laughs> it does have the cool part where like they're trying to like they have like those hooks like the skin on the ropes like, they, and they're like in the first one too though. And yeah. it's like kinda like the same yeah. But well, the first one was like they were trying to like almost set like a trip wire, mm -hmm. like between these buildings, like those big chains, and he like pulled them and it brought the buildings down. This one like, different. Like, like they have like the grappling. they have the grappling hooks that they like throw on him, and then like he like pulls them and like the guys like fly but off the roof like the, and stuff. I feel like the villains in this aren't as heinous. Exactly. That that's what I think killed it for me this time. Like I didn't. They're bad, but I didn't. I wasn't. Like plus, like, when whenever you have literally three of the same film, like if you've already seen it before, you like there's nothing different to distinguish. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think that I think the what you just said about the villains is one, like they're bad, but they're just I, I'm not chomping at the bit for them to get their, you know, 
to get some justice uh, as much as I was in the first film, where it's like these dudes are like freaking awful, and, they, <laughs> and 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 then well then like the way that he dispatches the bad guy like he's fire he yeah like he like shoots fire from between his legs somehow, and then like uh, the guy like gets himself tangled up in like the sail of a boat and like the, the, the yeah and like it goes up in flame. Um, it's cool, like, because that's how he was about to kill people, like, kill some of the, the heroic casts originally, so it's kind of ironic that he dies that way, but it's, it would have been cooler had Diamond actually, like, been able to, and sort of, you know, physically do something, besides peeing fire, and, like, a <laughs> hundred yards away, the guy just spontaneously, like, combusts. Yeah, um, it is still a good movie, though, um, I wouldn't... Like, say it's bad, it's not incompetently made, it's just kind of where, like, it literally does everything the same as the first movie. And not as and, well. <laughs> and, yeah, it, and the first movie just does it better. Um, this was a different director. The director of the first movie, I think, <clears throat> did all three of the yokai movies from the 60s Daie. Um, and this was another... Oh, and this director is the guy that did a lot of... I think most of the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. Hmm. Um, I want to say... Oh, and then the the guy that made the third one, I think he just did... I think he just did a bunch of, like, Zatuichi stuff. But, um... But, no, I mean, the, the second one is... Uh, it's decent enough, um... But I feel like if you own all three, uh, this one you won't come back to nearly as much as um, the first one. Um, uh, so I don't know. This one I give like a. Th- I, I'd give this one a three and a half. Do we rate the first one? Yeah, we said we all said five. Oh, that's right. I'm a three. Three on this one. Yeah, I'm a three. Okay, it's fair. Three and a half, maybe. Okay. Okay. So, okay, yeah. The third one is Diamagine Strikes Back. Or if you have the messed up ADV set, it's Wrath of Diamagine. Um, ADV, like, messed up the order. So they have Diamagine. And then, according to ADV, the second one is actually this one. I don't know. Like, how does a mistake like that even happen? How hard is it to get the order of three movies right? But... Uh, translations and all. <laughs> anyway, um, Diamagine strikes back, or is it strikes again? I think it strikes again. Strikes again sounds right. I'm thinking a Monster X strikes back it's because, because that movie's awesome. And no, it's, just no, it. it's because you guys <laughs> messed me up on that. Uh, uh, anyway, so the third one again, we have a similar plot, only. Um, so again, evil warlord. He's trying to build like a little. A, a, a place where he can set up shop to take over this village, um, and he has kidnapped a bunch of people, including the older brother and the father of um, some kids in the village, and uh, the five... Is it five kids or four kids? It's four. four yeah. the, the four kids, it's two brothers and then uh, two other kids... <laughs> <laughs> um, they go to try and save their, their families, and along the way, they are faced with uh, incompetent henchmen <laughs> and um, just the elements. Um, and they are 
being carefully watched by a hawk, which is supposedly the avatar of Daimeji, and it's like his watchdog. Um, it's really important to note, this is one of the fir- few kaiju films that has like a winter snow setting. So yeah, I routinely watch this probably every year with Gamera 2 and some of Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. and Godzilla Rage Again. No one ever mentions that one for some reason. <laughs> I like Rage Again. Yeah. Um, so obviously our protagonists in this are some kids, which I've seen some people say like, oh, they're trying to make it more like the Gamera movies, but no. at this point, the only other Gamera, the only Gamera movies were the first two, so they hadn't established that, so, um, I don't know, it, it, I think it might have just been them saying like, hey, like, let's try and make this one feel a little bit different than the other two, um, even though it's basic, it's still the same formula, um, uh, and yeah, the the further up they get to the the mountain, that's where they encounter all the snow. Cause uh, the first one, he was like in like a like a well, I guess he was kind of in a mountain. He was like near like a waterfall. And then the yeah. second one, he was in the lake. And then this one, he's in the mountains. Um, and that's where they're going uh, because the shortcut to get to where they are, where there aren't incompetent, incompetent evil henchmen spies is to go through the mountain. Um, so that's why they're going through Magine's mountain. Um, this one I always remembered being my least favorite, but I, I really liked it on this viewing. So, Matt, is this your first time watching the sequels? Is it only the first one that you've I, seen before? I watched before? all of them a long time ago, but honestly couldn't remember them that well. So it's basically my first time watching all of them through. through. Okay. I, really, I like this one a lot, too. Yeah, this, this, one, was, this one was pretty good. Um, I remembered it being the worst of the three, like, by far, but I was so much more involved in it this time that I watched it. It's because the kids were awesome. Kids are, for the most part, better than most kid actors in these types of things. Except Except for for Little Sugi. (laughs) (laughs) I like Sugi. He's amazing. No, Little Sugi was the worst. Like, this kid, I don't know. He's the only one who does anything. He, like, shoots the bandits with the arrows <laughs> he steals like You're their right. food he's the only one that does anything <laughs> he steals the food he's like the he's the most likable one and then like the bigger kid like the tall kid like they just complain that he's slowing everyone down they really treat him like he's a fat piece of crap and like i he's feel not so even bad like, for he's, he's not, not that big or anything. Yeah. yeah they just like <laughs> i'm <doing> the dumpling <laughs> That's That's yeah. like yeah i don't know i like i think but as a Ensemble, they're actually pretty good. Uh, maybe the best we've seen. No, nah, man, that kid that plays little Sugi, you can see him like between his lines, like looking at the camera and like. Yeah. It's not like he received no direction. <laughs> I mean, but he's probably the littlest kid we've had in a movie like this too, right? Uh, he's up there. He's got to be. This. I mean, he didn't bother me at all. There was though. a kid in the third yokai movie that was like. I only ever watched the second one. I feel like the second one's great. I just rewatched the second one a couple weeks ago. It's awesome. Spook Warfare or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the kid in that, I feel like, was like three. That had to be in like a tiny kid. But no, this this is a really, a really young kid. Um, yeah, the movie also kills one of the kids off and then it never... Uh... <laughs> yeah, like, the, the movie actually does kill yeah, one of the kids yeah, and like... Uh, like it's like in like a a, a river that's yeah. like he's stuck in like the current and he's like he like hurt his he, foot. He earlier. goes face down and just you see him like 
kind of yeah. floating he away. He, like, hurts his foot earlier, and he's like, no, I can't do it, my foot hurts. And like, what? And he smash on some rocks, and at the end of the movie, so throughout the movie, basically all the kids die except for the last one. And at the end of the movie, all the kids come back, and like everyone's like, "Yay, yeah, they're, they're like, alive!" But that kid doesn't come back. Yeah, nobody, nobody says, says anything. anything. Like, and 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 um, the other thing I noticed because Eric brought that up is um, the evil warlord, like the older brother that he has hostage, he kills, and then none of the kids notice that their brother, <laughs> their oh, brother, yeah. is gone either. Dude, <laughs> yeah, the movie's a little. Uh, it kind of just wants its happy ending, even though some... I don't know. It, it's a, I think it's... Oddly enough, it might be like the most kind of hastily written, because not all of its points connect, but it's still more enjoyable than the second but one. One kid's dad gets like thrown into the sulfur pit. Yeah. Yeah. Or that was like... That was the older brother. The dad lives. But yeah, the, yeah, these guys are throwing people into these sulfur pits and like... They're pretty brutal. This, they yeah, are. these guys... This is... The villains in this are... Worse than in the second one, so for you, sure. Basically, the you can rate the films on how good the villains are, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Hulk like rips everybody's throat out. Yeah, the the, the Hulk. Amazing. Yeah, oh, that they, scene. It's like the rabbit scene in uh, the Holy Grail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one well, they they like shoot the hawk, and then like the hawk like f- crashes and dies. But before it does that, it like takes out all the bad guys. <laughs> It's amazing. And then little Sugi has, like, that trippy, like, dream scene where he's, like, running through the snow. Oh, that's weird, yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's, it's visually really cool. It is. It um, has cool stuff. Um. And, like, and, yeah, one of the, when, when like, everything's just gone to, sh- gone, to, gone to shit, and the one kid is, like, praying to Daimaji and, like, you know, I'll do anything, please, like, wake up and help us. He jumps off a cliff. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he was intending to commit suicide and sacrifice himself, and then, so like the uh, the Daimajin like comes out of the snow and like saves him. Yeah. It's one film. That's one thing I think all films got right, but the first one got the best. Is like the amount of sacrifice that had to go into actually getting Daimajin to act. Yeah, because he doesn't. He doesn't just like he he sits around until like things are like it 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 can't get worse. And then even, I really like this in the first one, that even when, okay, so he's coming, he's saved the day, he's still not stopping. Yeah, like, in the, fr- in the, in the first one, after yeah. he kills all the bad guys, they have to say, like, whoa, stop, and he, like, he almost... Knocked the mic. What are you doing, man? I'm being Daimaji. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the first one, he, yeah, he's about to step on, like, the main girl in yeah, the movie but like her tears yeah like she like cries on him and it makes yeah. him stop yeah yeah he he's not he never gets that ruthless towards the like, other ones yeah, yeah i it, really like how they did in the first film though. yeah um and you but, wouldn't see that usually like in a i feel like a western monster movie wouldn't do that like it's just a little more oh he's my friend and blah 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 and it's know. it's more like it's it's more black and white yeah. like he, but yeah, that's an interesting angle that they never repeated in any of the sequels. Yeah. That he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, they, it's <laughs> basically like unleashing vengeance, and when you do it, it's gonna, you know. He even stomps on in the first movie. He actually stomps on one of like the good villagers. Yeah, and like the, <laughs> I think the heroic guy tries to like grab his hand, he, like he throws him. Yeah. Um. Again, all the, I mean, the sets and miniatures and. 
the suit and everything are just as awesome in this one and as they are in the other two. Um, but in but yeah, like he he definitely he just sits around. It's almost like he's like just the laziest hero ever. <laughs> he kind of sits around and like hopes they'll work it out. And then when things are the absolute bleakest, that's when shit gets real. And I wouldn't even call him a hero, really. Like he's he's. I, He's not he's not necessarily a hero but he's not necessarily like an anti-hero. He's just kind of like a force. Yeah. I love his uh transformation scene by the way. Like I, some people might think it's cheesy but like when he does like the whole he Yeah, he, he, and then yeah. Like the... It's it's like when like well you're a dad maybe like with your kid like you've like <laughs> had your hand up where like you're smiling and then you put your hand down yeah. and you're like frowning That'd be like terrifying man <laughs> put your hand back down like that face is right there um <laughs> oh, but no i i was very uh pleasantly surprised that i enjoyed this movie so much on this last rewatch um how many uh dead kids do you give this <laughs> I was gonna say that one, and then I was like, maybe I shouldn't. And then Jerry just didn't. That was the correct, uh, the correct inner. How many drowning kids? Yeah, how many dead kids do you give this out of five? Ah, the worst bird. (laughs) I'm gonna go four drowning kids. It doesn't quite reach the greatness of the first one, but it's a really good movie. Yeah, four drowning kids. Yeah, I'd give it. A, I'd give it four drowning kids as well. Um, We're going to hell. Here, here's a question though. So, especially for Matt, since you're a dad, and I'm a soon-to-be dad, and you actually you're a stepdad. So, would you guys show this as a kid because it features kids, or is it not acceptable? I think if I, I mean, I don't think it would be inappropriate because I mean, when I first saw these, I was probably twelve. Like, how old are we talking like, the kid to be? Right? I don't know that's, what. What? Just that's the question. I so would how say. Old do you think a kid has to be? I, I think. I think a kid is old enough at maybe eight or nine, but I feel like they they can handle the the content. I feel like, but I I just feel like a kid that young might get bored. But mm-hmm. in terms of like the content and the 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 more violent nature and the fact that yes one of the kids dies I do think maybe more in like eight eight to ten yeah I'm I'm right there too every kid's gonna be different so once they understand death and that kind of thing mm-hmm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go eight eight ish yeah I was thinking which like, back in my day like I think I saw like one of the first movies Saving Private Ryan when I was like one of the first movies I saw in theaters <laughs> was Bambi and like that movie instantly it was okay death that's what death is you know <laughs> i saw aliens when i was like seven. Oh, when i was in second grade i was watching predator and yeah. robocop and yeah. all that it stuff. was so weird though because like that that's back in the day when like they do like toy lines of rated r films constantly yeah and so my dad got me because he he to this day aliens is his favorite film of all time and so he got me like this gorilla alien toy from kenner and i was like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I need to see... And he's like, oh, you know, there's a movie based off this. <laughs> and he, like, instantly sort of regretted saying that. I was like, I need to see it. And I just bug him every time we were over, and he finally... Yeah. What, Predator was mine. I watched Predator, like, in kindergarten, like, so many times. Predator's <laughs> awesome. Um, both awesome movies. Yeah. Well, I, like, I don't know what your parents were like, but, like, my parents, like... If if my, if I will really wanted to watch something, nine times out of ten, my mom would let me watch it. But she would say like, "This is supposed to be really scary. Like, you might not sleep tonight. Do you think you can, like, 
are you sure you want to do this? And if I said yes, she'd be like, all right, you know. So my parents were divorced, so my dad was like that. He'd be like, <laughs> and then I'd go to my mom, and she, I still remember to this day, she yanked Godzilla vs. Bilanti out of the VHS player. I was like 12 or 13, because they said the GD word like too many times. I forget what it was, but they cussed, they cussed, they cussed a few times in that movie, and she's like, nope. Like, I remember uh, I was probably like 13... That's when I started getting into horror, and, like, I was renting, like, Evil Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> and, like, you know, they're rated R movies, so my mom would have to, like, come in to, like, say that I can rent them, and she would always be like, like, Texas Chainsaw, she was like, I remember when this came out, are you, for real, this is what you want to watch, and I would just be like, yeah, and she'd be like, all right, <laughs> you know, and just be hands off from that point forward. Um, but I mean, a, a kid could handle it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of like what Matt said. Like if if they have like a good grasp on like what what is death and like the fact that you know people when they die they cease to exist. Like if they can if they have an understanding of that, I mean, I, I don't think it's too much. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't think a kid would be scarred by this i agree i think they might be a little more bored like you guys were saying. yeah I, I, it, it's more a matter of like if their attention span can handle a monster movie where the monster is limited to the last 10 right. 15 yeah. minutes yeah. that's what i'm anxious to see if my with my kid like tr give him like some miyazaki films because mm -hmm. those are paced differently like we're like a pixar is like bright bubbly things going on all the time and like zany humor because like, like Miyazaki is um, like slower paced towards the beginning usually and because li like a, a, a movie that when i was a kid i thought was boring as dirt was atragon and now mm. as an adult who just appreciates good storytelling and 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 good science fiction it's like one of my favorite movies so, about so it's like, zero. i didn't like monster zero that much as a kid i always loved monster zero i never but. as a kid i was like godzilla in space that's stupid oh that's, exactly, that's, exactly that's why you should love it exactly how i felt you guys went too far you jumped a shark <laughs> um but yeah it's it's i mean these are these are movies like same with like some of the stuff like H-Man, where, like, as a kid, I, I didn't care as much for it, but, like, as an adult, like, I, I really like it. Yeah. Um, Human Vapor's good. Human Vapor is really good. Yeah. That's a dan Did you watch that one yet? Yeah. It's awesome. It's the best of the three. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, it is worth noting that, um, God, I, you know, bless their bless their hearts, the people at Katakawa Daie, um, <sighs> They tried to bring their their big monster franchises back, but it was like years too late. Because uh, Godzilla had pretty much the well was dry once Final Wars happened. Well, before that, remember, like in the early '90s, there was a talk yes, about an American was, remake um, with Kevin Costner. It was the 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 they do all the Hong Kong movies, the like Golden Harvest. Yeah, and yeah, they was gonna do a co-production. Uh, an American movie, an American Dimension movie with Kevin Costner, and um, that just fell apart. Um, Sounds terrible. Like you <laughs> that was around the time, and it was around the time of Robin Hood. Yeah, that was when Kevin Costner was huge. Yeah, um, before Waterworld. Yeah, but pre Waterworld, <laughs> Kevin oh, Costner. Man. Yeah, um, your own pee. That's all I remember from that movie. <laughs> uh, but um, in around the same time, they were actually. From what I understand, uh, again, like, 
pre-internet details on stuff is scarce, but um, I, there was at, at one point a pitch for an American Gamera that would have been a comedy with Leslie Nielsen. What? <laughs> that offends every sense of anything I have in me right now. That's You don't like Naked Gun? I don't like that guy. He, I mean, he's a nice... I'm sure he's a nice dude, but... He's it, dead! This is a humorous... Okay, I'm sure he was a nice dude. <laughs> is he Dracula dead and loving it? What? His sense of humor is like that was bad. I just tried to gloss over it. No, that was that was very just that was raw. Yeah, that was. He may be loving it. I don't know. I don't know. It's had that. He's got what I refer to as like the Mel Brooks sense of humor. It's like really. Oh god, here we go. It's Grandpa or old dad. I had the box. Get out. No, it's Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is great. I've like like two or three of his films like. Blazing I know. Great. See, I know. It, the thing is, I know what you mean, and I feel like you're talking more about Mel Brooks imitators than Mel Brooks. If you watch like Robin Hood, Prince, and whatever the hell. Well, that's one of his weaker ones. But I mean, it's still funny. He though. had a heyday that was like amazing. And even, even in Young Frankenstein, there's like. Oh, Young Frankenstein's the best. It is, it is his, probably his best film. We need to go upstairs right now and watch but watch just, that because I have. I just bought the box set like with all the Mel Brooks stuff. Yeah, that was a great deal, by the way. Um, Half those jokes are about boobs. They're funny though. <laughs> oh, 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 excuse me. Monster X Strikes Back guy is hilarious guy is telling me Mel Brooks isn't funny. I'm with Bird on this one. <laughs> Again, Bird and I are both honest. I think no one has there's ever no, said. No, you two have no consistency. Yeah, exactly. I'm consistent. Exactly. So. The, Putting that on the table. We are we we I'm we are kind of the worst. We are the worst with comedies. <laughs> Cause like honestly, like two of the only like modern like Hollywood like wide reaching like broad comedies I like are the Jump Street movies. And everyone's like, how do you like you know this but not like X? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, what about Diamondy? <laughs> They oh, they're that. gonna make the oh, yeah, TV yeah, yeah. series. Anyway, so so the the um, the Leslie Nielsen Gamera and the Kevin Costner Daimaji, neither of which happened, both probably would have been pretty bizarre. I feel like a decent Kevin, like it would it be like kind of like the Matt Damon and the Great Wall thing, where yeah. like he's in Japan for some reason and it's just like the white hero guy is the hero kind of deal. And it could have. I think Great Wall looks horrible, but uh, yeah. It could have been like that. Could have been fine, but yeah, we'll never, we'll know. never know. The effects probably would have been would have been cool because that was like I love pre- 90s effects. It's yeah, as practical effects kind of hit their yeah. their peak, and then um. Anyway, so yeah, those were some failed attempts, and then for some reason they after the Gamera trilogy in '99, during the whole Millennium Godzilla series, they didn't do anything, and then um, 2005 they did the Great Yokai War, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2006, they did Gamma the Brave, which is awesome. Yes, fuck yeah, it is. Uh, underrated, like, I, um, we were flipping through that diet book, uh, and, like, I was just talking about, like, how, like, that movie might as well just not exist. Like, it's like, no one has seen it, no one talks about (laughs) it, like, but it's, 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 it's it's great. No, it's, I, I just watched it. I showed it to my girlfriend who really liked it, but like I was like, you know what, this holds up. This it's is a perfect g- film. It's just the only thing that screws up is it not having the roar. And someday I just feel like someone they're gonna do a release of it where they put the proper roar in. Some and, fan like, should just do it. Yeah. If if some fan has time to sit around and take out every time they say God in Godzilla and Godzilla ninety eight to make a quote unquote Zilla <laughs> yeah. edit. This is a real thing? Yes. I'll I'll have to I I'll pull it up. 
on my computer if I can after this. If someone has the time to do that, they can put in a real camera roar and This goes on, like, how sort of hypocritical kaiju fans are, man, like, tokusatsu fans, like, Godzilla's everything, or if you're, you know, the other side of it, Kamen Rider's everything, or has been in the past, and it's like, spread the love a little more, man. (laughs) Like, with these books and everything, like, it's also Godzilla-centric, and he's great, but, like, I think the best thing kind of to ever happen to the fandom was the retirement like mm-hmm. after final wars like people had to people were out. forced to look at yeah. look for other things and there were some good ultraman shows at the time and like that's one of the things that got because i knew like i'd seen a couple ultraman episodes as a kid but i knew like if i set foot in here i'm gonna jump down some kind of rabbit hole mm-hmm. and then once the godzilla stuff had dried up and that's when the the shows were starting to be released here that's when i like started paying attention to it yep. um and uh, so, to th- the after Gamera the Brave, I, obviously that movie was intended to start a new series, but they were also trying to do another Daimajin movie with Takashi Miike, who is one of my favorite directors. He's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I just showed Matt Yakuza Apocalypse last night. His batting average is crazy. He, he's he's he'll do like five films in a year and he'll do he'll do every he'll do like every genre like he'll have like serious like like dramas that could be like could win oscars yeah like the bird people of bird people in china and uh like 13 assassins yes yes um and then he'll do like crazy the most wacky like (laughs) yatterman surreal (laughs) stuff like yeah like yatterman and And the killer ichi the killer which is great movie but in some ways it predates the this is going to sound stupid, but The Dark Knight, as far as that relationship with the, well, one, the cuts, but also just, like, the Joker's kind of fascination with just being beaten the shit yeah. out of <laughs> by the hero. That like, also had Tadanobu Asano, who was in yeah. Silence. Um, yeah, I love Ichi the Killer. Yeah, Ichi the Killer is fantastic. Audition. Anyway, point, his, oh. yo, his yokai. <laughs> Audition's got some nasty Oh, yeah. In his yokai movie, oh, have you seen Visitor Q? I have not seen that one. It is so disgusting. You need to see it. (laughs) I want to see that, and there was a cover of one that had like a bull on it or a bull. Gozu. Gozu. Those are the ones. Oh, yeah. They're they're, they're great, but so not for the faint of heart. Like, Visitor Q, like, one of the main characters is constantly, like, squirting milk out of her nipples. It's like, he got a real (laughs) lactating woman. Uh,. And, like, it's about, like, she's on heroin, her daughter is, like, a, a teenager who's, like, videotaping herself have sex with her dad, who's a reporter who gets a microphone shoved up his ass, and then later he, <laughs> and then later he fucks a dead body, and then, like, it poops on him, and he uses it as lube. Um, oh! Kaiju Transmissions has gone off to The looks that Matt and I were just exchanging with each other while Bird was describing that. Visitor Q, check it out. Um, <laughs> While the family's out of the house, preferably, probably. <laughs> if you can, if you have the stomach for it, Visitor Q is great. But anyway, he did the Great Yokai War, which is awesome, and his <laughs> everyone's like so like doesn't know how to react to anything I say now. I die a little bit inside. <laughs> I just feel like lightheaded. <laughs> um, but no, I was when I heard that he was doing a Daimajin, I was like, oh my gosh. That's perfect. And then, of course, nobody saw Gamera the Brave. And they were like, oh, you know, we're not going to do it anymore. Bye. Um, even though I think it probably would have had more in common with Mike's Yokai War movie, which was moderately successful. Mm-hmm. So I think that was, that, that was a loss uh, on there. I love that film. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, 
But instead, they opted to do like a 20-some episode TV series, which kind of came and went with little to no fanfare. Well, yes Daimajine Kanan. Yeah, Kaiju fans, for the most part, it didn't connect with. But I know a lot of Tokusatsu fans, like people like, who are like in a Kamarai yeah. stuff. That well, it, it. it seems almost like it was a mixture of that and maybe like the yokai stuff, and then it it kind of followed the Daimajin formula. Whereas I think he's only in like the last few episodes. Yeah. So he, again, he's coming out right at the end, but it's it's set in modern times, and yeah, it seemed to have more in common with like the common rider like yeah, kinds of shows. It follows like a female character who like uses singing somehow to r- awaken. Daimajin, but she's got like a bunch of like, uh, like s- sort of yokai like superhero characters. That kind of, I don't know. We, I don't think any of us. Have yeah, seen no. Any of it, so, I mean, honestly, I like. I mean, I would be open to watching it. Me I mean, too. maybe I- one when you guys are done like raising kids and yeah. <laughs> there's less uh like when once me and matt finally get through ultra seven or something yeah. like we'll finally because there's like a few ultra series i want to watch and then a few common riders i want to watch and then that's in addition to all the like normal shows i constantly watch and then once all that's done maybe maybe we'll go there because i mean i'd like to check it out it's just who i where's the time you know exactly like if- that's one of those things, like, if it ever gets, like, a legitimate U.S. release for some re- weird reason, I would buy it. Yeah, and I, I would. I would check it out. But, like, if it's me tracking it down and streaming it versus something, you know, something else, then it's going to be totally back of the book. And I think I, I might have had more initiative to check it out if I'd heard, like, hey, yeah. this is great. Like, like a show that I, I really, that I guess is coming out soon that not only Eric, but multiple people have told me I need to watch is Garo. Oh, yeah. And it's like, if, if people were like, hey, Daimajin Kanan, you have to watch it. Like, people do with Garo, I would probably be like, okay, you know, sure, of course I'll check it out. But I, I feel like it just kind of went, came and went under the radar. I didn't hear anything about it until it was, like, already over. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's unfortunate that Dae never really seems to know what to do with their monsters. Uh, I mean, like, when, why didn't they, like... Why why not do a destroy all monsters with Gamera and Daimajin and the Yokai? Like you could like oh. the the thing is Toho took advantage of their monster stable and building a it's become a cliche term now, but building a cinematic universe, whereas Dae just kinda here's this thing and here's that thing and Oh Godzilla is back. We'll make a Gamera movie two years after that ends like yeah <laughs> and now godzilla both the legendary movie and shin godzilla were big very were, were, yeah. were big successes and made toho a bunch of money and i mean in addition to that kong's back pacific rim is, was huge especially in china and uh ultraman is still going strong and and it's like where guys <laughs> hello wake up i think they've had really bad luck with a lot of um, like you said, even when they've done everything right, like the the Yokai film and Gamera the Brave, they haven't re- really even the Heisei Gamera films, like the possibly the best kaiju films at least in you know thirty years or so, they haven't really ever made a lot financially, mm-hmm. like in return. And, just and the thing is, like 
shortly after the legendary movie, they the <laughs> Katakawa rolled into New York Comic Con talking yeah. all this big shit, showing this Matt, this teaser for Gamera, yeah. And then like we got this special announcement coming. Uh, you know, here check out this like like proof of concept like uh, test footage we have. And people were really receptive to it. It was awesome. Like, I, I remember the what I heard at the time is like they were um, <clears throat> they were doing that to see if they could find financial backing. Yeah, and like I guess the U.S. and I guess if it didn't work pan out, they they had to do that probably because they couldn't get it in Japan. In Japan, yeah. So if it, if no Western company was interested then i guess that's probably the end of that for a while i don't know i just I, like that's unfortunate and I, I feel like the the thing about kaiju movies is yeah sometimes their low budgets do make them look bad like look at megagiris mm. or godzilla versus megalon but look at what they can do with a low budget when it works out well look at gmk tokyo sos like those are good looking movies and wasn't shin godzilla something like what like 40 50 million dollars or something I thought it was a lot I mean, lower than Was it lower? I heard someone saying like maybe, 10 million. I've yeah. never heard a confirmed budget. I've heard everything from like 10 to 60. I've heard between 10 and 20. Okay. Being 20. 10 and 20 yeah. is probably the most realistic. Because I, I heard that the, the budget for it was, was more than your traditional Godzilla film, which is usually 10. Yeah. But not... I feel like usually it's less than that even. Like I feel like it's well, 5 the, the to Heisei, 7. Heisei were around the 8 to, yeah. 8 to 12. But yeah, Shin Godzilla, I could see probably 15 to 20 being the most, I could, I could see most that, likely. Like the CG and stuff. But, I mean, I feel like you could make a Gamera movie for that much. Like, Silence, the Scorsese film we just watched, that was a movie he was trying to make for something like 30 years, and the best he could do with that was get $40 million. That movie only cost $40 million. Mm. So, I, I, I think that there's a lot that you could do with that budget, but maybe they just feel like the... Either the fan base or the demand isn't realistic enough for them to make a profit, which might be true, you know. Which sucks because I want to see another game film. <laughs> me too. Right. That's like that's my my bread and butter, and it saddens me that we may never get another one. Yeah. I mean, like I think we talked about before. Like, I think for the rest of time there will always be more Godzilla movies. Godzilla's might, too big of a. Yeah, there might be breaks in it. Yeah. Godzilla's too big of a franchise and just like batman or yeah bond king kong probably every 10 to 20 years you're probably gonna get at least something a, a something yeah. um gamera they he's not that's not such a sure thing they could yeah. easily just um i think the only thing that would realistically be like a no-brainer that would bring him back is if toho ever did allow a godzilla versus gamera which the thing is i don't see that i don't know if that'll ever happen it, well Daye want to do it it's Toho that have always said no. Because why would they? It would elevate yeah, Toho doesn't need yeah, them Toho's to. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, forget you guys. Ele- elevate, elevate their competition, so it puts yeah. them on the same... Yeah, they don't even want, like, the... You know, Kaneko to direct Godzilla after directing the, the Gamera films. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't... I remember there was, like, a brief glimmer of hope that uh, it was announced that Cartoon Network got the rights to do an Dude, animated series. Yeah. I don't even remember. What, like, that that never just, happened. That's either. the life of a Gamera fan is just being constantly <laughs> disappointed by... I, I do think that might be, like, an animated series or an animated movie would be, like, a good place for it to go. I think it's the last bet we have is if this animated Godzilla movie does well, then maybe they go, that's... 
that's what we're gonna do with Gamera, yeah. which I'd be fine with. Uh, I've always said my dream project would be if Miyazaki, and you know he's retired, quote unquote. Didn't he just come out of retirement? He did, then? but like something like a students What's with that guy, if Studio Ghibli like did like a he's a workaholic, a <laughs> co partnership with Katakawa and they did like a Gamera film together. I think that'd be oh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, but you know what? Well, we we we'll take we'll just have to enjoy what we have. Yeah, that's um, the good thing about Gamera is like I. I enjoy every movie but one. So, <laughs> so whoever made uh, Shin Godzilla versus Gamera, I'm rooting for Gamera all the way. <laughs> I feel like anything could beat Shin Godzilla because he can't move. You just gotta be able to take that barrage of. of and, and anything as strong as a stealth bomber would kill him. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the fight's over. Like one one fire barrage from Gamera and is over. That's true, and he could just kind of keep flying around and. Just gotta avoid but that. then it's gonna like all his cells are gonna grow into like little Shin Godzilla people, and, and that's how Gallus was formed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's rough out there for the Daie monster fans. Um, a great stable of, of monsters, but just doesn't know what to do with them apparently. Um, but uh, the Daimajin films are awesome. You can buy them on uh, the whole trilogy on Blu-ray from Mill Creek for less than $10. The transfers are all very good, and each movie has, uh, I think, like a half-hour interview with the cinematographer, which a lot of it is technical talk, but if you like you know, learning about cameras and uh, how different effects are done, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so, very affordable. If you're listening to this, there's no reason why you shouldn't just go get it. And why Matt shouldn't either. He's still got that outdated, out-of-order ADV I'm set. A person. That's all cropped and stuff. I'm going to buy Monster X Strikes Back first. Ugh. <laughs> For the same price that you can get Monster X Strikes Back on a bare-bones DVD, you can get all three Dimension <laughs> films in good-looking HD with some nice special features. <clears throat> yeah. So do that instead. <laughs> <sighs> Any anything else you want to add about our favorite stone samurai thing? Do you guys ever read the Dark Horse Godzilla comics? Yeah, it was the one the one where the he comic. he fought a, a giant stone samurai named Gekido Jin, which is ob- which was like clearly like, hey, we don't have the rights to Daimajin. <laughs> well, I read that before I even knew what Daimajin was. So I think I, I did too. Finally, figured it's been a while it out. since I read it. That's a cool issue though, and like it. It, it, I mean, it is Godzilla versus Diamond. Yeah, because it even starts off at Diamond's size, kind of, but then every time like Godzilla destroys it, it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, that's that's Diamond, and um, I don't know. Next time, geez, I don't know what we'll be talking about because we have so many episodes episodes just back banked up. But we'll we'll we're not going anywhere. All right. Well. Uh, that's all we got, I guess. Bye. Peace.